from BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast, is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. Finding the right news podcast can feel like dating. It seems promising until you start listening. When you hit play on Post Reports, you'll get fascinating conversations and sometimes a little fun, too. I'm Martine Powers. And I'm Elahe Azadi. Martine and I are the hosts of Post Reports. The show comes out every weekday from The Washington Post. You can follow and listen to Post Reports wherever you get your podcasts. It'll be a match, I promise. This is The Edge with Jonathan Von Tobel and Matt Humans on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. What up and welcome in. It is The Edge here on a Monday. I'm Jonathan Von Tobel. I'm in a good mood. Matt Humans is alongside as well. We got a great show today. Monday Night Football is going to be bleeping awesome. Chargers and Raiders. It's going to be a lot of fun in a faux home field for the Las Vegas Raiders. We have baseball postseason action to discuss as that gets started tomorrow with the AL wild card, plus recaps and Tony Miller of the Golden Nugget. Live from Oasis is going to join us. (laughs) (laughs) Always great to have big Tony on the show, and then he'll join us in a half hour to talk uh, mostly NFL betting. You know, when you look at tonight's game, Los Angeles is more of a Raiders town than it is a a Chargers town. Yeah. Right? Well, did you hear Derek Carr's comments the I other did day? I did hear yeah. Derek Carr's comments. You want to uh, – so he, he, he said this, right. is a, this is essentially a, a home field for us. You know, the Raiders fans turn out in droves over in Los mm-hmm. Angeles. Yeah. And it's true. The Chargers have a weak home field. We all, we all know this. Yep. We have known this for a while. Home field in and of itself has gotten weaker as years have gone on. And one of the weakest has always been the Los Angeles Chargers, especially since they've relocated mm-hmm. to L.A. And that is a Raiders town. You know, the Rams are getting some support, but the Rams are actually good. Right now, now you get the Raiders yeah. coming in. Those are the two teams with ties to that area. The Chargers got nothing, so I would not be surprised to see a strong contingent of Raiders fans out there. But the Chargers do have something. They have Justin Herbert. That's right. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, one of the best young quarterbacks in the NFL, and uh, I, I think this number is right at Chargers three. We saw three and a halfs out there. I know a lot of betters interested in the Raiders uh, took that three and a half uh, right away. The Raiders surprisingly have been on a good run here on Monday Night Football. Covered four in a row. Mm-hmm. And uh, going back to last season when they upset the Saints here in Vegas on a Monday night, 
but the Raiders have been hot this season. I, I've got my doubts about this team. I know that when you look at the defense, JVT, and you go inside the numbers, Max Crosby, Yannick Ngakwe have been great in terms of pressuring the passer. I think the Raiders done a really good job of getting pressure on the quarterback, something they didn't do last season. They did not pressure the quarterback. They didn't force turnovers. They're doing that now. I'm just not sure if this defense can sustain it. Uh, yeah, I think, look, I'm a big numbers guy as well, but I think one of the flaws sometimes when people are too reliant on numbers is you don't realize uh, right the situation in which those numbers were produced. Mm-hmm. And so when you take a look at the Raiders from a numerical standpoint in their defense, you can look across the board, best pressure, uh, best pressure grade for PFF standards up to this point through uh, the early part of the NFL season, second-best defense in terms of overall grading. But when you look at the fact that that they've taken on two of the three worst offenses in the NFL, Miami mm-hmm. and Pittsburgh, when they've taken on two of the three worst offensive lines in the National Football League in terms of pass protection to Baltimore and Miami, those are going to be some skewed numbers over the course of a small sample size. So I, I would agree with you that I think when you look at the defensive numbers of this team, what is this going to look like going forward? Now, here's the thing, though, and this is why maybe the Raiders might be able to continue some of the magic is through these three games, the Chargers, uh, from an offensive line perspective, I think they do have some questions as to how good this offensive line could really be when you're talking about pass protection standpoint. Now, they have some good guys along this offensive line, but when you're talking about some of these depth guys that have had to play some meaningful snaps from them, Corey Lindsley, you know, Matt Filer, uh, Storm Norton, these have been guys who have graded really poorly as pass mm-hmm. protectors through these three games, and maybe you could see something where, again, we see some really solid pressure up front from these guys, and they are better, to your point, but maybe this magic continues a little bit for the Raiders, but we still don't really know too much about them in terms of how good they really are. And especially as Raiders get more banged up in the mm-hmm. secondary, I don't know that they have the depth to uh, defend teams that can uh, throw the ball and stretch you vertically like the Chargers can. All of that said, I don't have a play on tonight's game. I'm probably going to live bet this game. If you, if you hold a gun to my head like you do sometimes, mm-hmm. I would say play the Chargers minus three or on a cheap money line price tonight, but... Uh, again, you're not holding your gun to my head today, so I'm not going to play it. But I probably will live bet this game. I just, I, I have the sense I think the Chargers win despite the uh, the lack of home field advantage tonight. Uh, the Raiders' defense, I think, is uh, going to get exposed at some point, and uh, the Chargers do have the type of offense that can expose it. Yeah, and the other part of uh, this matchup that's going to be pretty fascinating to watch uh, through now, and this includes grades for the teams that have already played up to this point, the Chargers have the third worst run defense in the National Football League by PFF grading standpoints. And Josh Jacobs, questionable play, but regardless, it's a relatively, we call it a solid running back core for the Las Vegas Raiders. John Gruden's going to want to run the ball. They work a lot of stuff off of the running game. And again, when we talk about weak run, de- uh, run defenses, are the Chargers going to be able to contain that to a certain extent? Because that's been a problem for them up to this point. It is the Chiefs, the Cardinals, and the Chargers were the three worst run defenses in the NFL through, we'll call it three and three quarters, or it's a little bit more than that, but you know what I mean, weeks. So it sets up for a pretty good game for the offense as well, which I think is the sustainable part about the Raiders, right? I think we're both in agreement of that is as you move forward, this Raiders team, defense, maybe not so sustainable, but offense, it's been a top 10 offense these last two years in terms of efficiency. Yeah, I don't doubt the Raiders offense. What Derek Carr has done uh, to this point, it's basically the same thing he did for most of last season, but he's just done it a little bit better. Yep. And uh, so I, the Raiders are going to win some shootouts. And I still think that defense is uh, going to get exposed. It's not as good as the numbers indicate right now. When you're talking about the teams the Raiders have faced, offenses they have faced at this point, Big Ben and uh, Jacoby Brissett, two of the most immobile quarterbacks in the yep. NFL behind bad offensive lines. And uh, that's part of the reason that pressure rate's so high. Lamar Jackson's been pressured a lot, too. Yep. Uh, he can get away from pressure. He's a little bit different. But uh, 
I think it's an intriguing matchup tonight. I, I, I my gut tells me the, the Chargers are going to win this game. I, I think Justin Herbert's going to be uh, maybe uh, a wake up call for the Raiders' defense with uh, what he can do because he's better. He's really better than uh, any quarterback, especially you know throwing the ball. He's mm-hmm. not going to run like Lamar Jackson, but he is an athlete. He can get out of the pocket and evade pressure. I think Justin Herbert's better than any quarterback the Raiders have faced yet. The total's a story here, too, by the way, uh, because we did see the market peak at about 53, some spots open there, uh-huh. but we're now down to as low as 51 in some spots. Um, so given what we're kind of alluding to here, it does seem like it might be a higher-scoring contest, but market has been, got as low as 51, but 51 seems to be where it bottomed out because 51 and a half are back up on the board here. So we'll see. And injury report really clean again for both of these. Josh Jacobs, questionable, uh, as is Alec Ingold for the Las Vegas Raiders. On the other side, Kenneth Murray, Justin Jones, Chris Harris on the injury report. Jones already out for the Los Angeles Chargers. Again, another blow for a run defense that hasn't been. Yeah, and in fact, Kenneth Murray is a very important guy to that Chargers defense. So that's a guy I was watching on the injury report. He's he's really got to play, I think, for that Chargers defense to uh, be successful tonight. So I think he is going to play. I think the indications are that, but who knows? We've seen a lot of late and healthy scratches too. So we'll see if if that's going to be the case. So a really good game later tonight, and we had a really good weekend of contests. Uh, The Witching hour, I think, is it Scott Hans who calls it in the morning, was uh, one of the worst witching hours I've ever experienced in my life. I will never forget J.D. McKissick's 30-yard touchdown as long as I live. Uh, but we had a really good contest late at night on Sunday, and that would be, of course, the New England Patriots uh, falling to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and Tom Brady's homecoming, 19-17. to A rare, I think, would you call it a mental mistake from, Tom, or from Bill Belichick? Not going for it on a fourth and three and instead electing to kick a 56-yard field goal in the driving rain that ultimately... Kareen's left and hits the upright. He had a lot of confidence in Nick Falk, obviously. And <clears throat> has there been a kicker in the league who's been better than Falk, really, uh, this year, last year? Let me go back on my kicker database and I'll let you know. Uh, well, I don't think there has been. If you go back in the kicker database, you're going to find he's about as good as there is. And that's why Belichick had confidence. But you and I were doing the opening line show last night. And after the third down incompletion, I pointed at you and said, go for it. Bill Belichick's got to go for it. In that I thought case. you were just pumping me up with confidence. No, uh. I was saying go for it. Four, fourth and three, when you're facing a 56-yard field goal in the rain, I thought it was uh, better to put the ball in Mac Jones' hand. The guy, he had 19 straight completions last night. Yep. And the Tampa Bay defense, the secondary, was giving the Patriots a lot of underneath stuff. Not to say they would have necessarily done that on fourth and three, but I think you, uh, you have to go for it. Even if you make the field goal, and you have to keep this in mind, even if the um, – the Patriots make the field goal to go up 2019. You still leave 50, let's say 55 seconds, 50 seconds on the clock, and Tom Brady's got a couple timeouts. Yep. So it's not like you win the game if he hits the 56-yard field goal. You still give Tom Brady a chance to win the game. That's why I thought it was a bad decision to go for it, and that's not second-guessing. I said that before, uh, before the field goal attempt, which actually was a hell of a kick you got to give Folk a lot of credit in the rain. and those conditions, rain and cold last night, to hit a 56-yarder off the left upright. He had plenty of leg on that kick. So I, I'm not going to say Belichick was all wrong. He had a lot of confidence in the kicker, and it could have easily worked out. Mac Jones last night from ESPN Stats and Info, 19 straight completions. That's the longest streak by a rookie over the last 40 seasons. Pretty impressive. Yep. And here's the deal last night. By the way, the second name on this stat you would probably never have guessed. Russell Wilson and Mike Glennon. And Mike Glennon. 16 <laughs> straight. <That's... laughs> uh, Mac outplayed Brady last night. Yep. Big time. And as much as the media likes to fawn over Tom Brady and talk about another fourth quarter comeback by the GOAT, he didn't have a touchdown pass last night. Mac Jones outplayed him. 
Yeah, and I think when you look at it from, like, going forward, right, the perspective of what this could potentially be, this is one of the things we talked about. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers again yesterday lost another corner to injury. This is a really big issue for them now, the cluster injury at the quarterback position. Antoine Winfield, of course, out of that game, too, with the concussion. So now we're talking about just the defensive backfield in general for this team. And I think it's why, you know, you saw a lot on the broadcast and questioning, like, why aren't the Patriots running it? Why would you? You're taking on third and fourth string DBs at this point right now. And a guy who just got signed off the street less than a week ago in Richard Sherman. I get he's a really good corner. Signed off the street on Wednesday, starting on Sunday. How about that? This is something I think when you're talking about opposing teams and what they're going to potentially do uh, going forward against this Tampa Bay team, it's just going to be quick passes and attacking that second level because you avoid that pass rush and you could attack an area of weakness for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Well, it's an inverse of what Bill Belichick wants to do. He wants to run the ball and – play off that to make uh, Mac take a little bit of pressure off Mac Jones. But last night he knew the Patriots had to throw the ball. And uh, I think the Patriots had, what, minus one yard net rushing last night. Mac Mm -hmm. Jones, 31 for 40, 275 yards passing uh, with the one interception, two touchdowns. He was impressive. But you're right, Belichick, Josh McDaniels knew that uh, their path to winning last night was throwing the football. I thought the Patriots' defense played much better than what we've seen in the previous games, and yet you do have to be a little bit concerned about the Buccaneers going forward. Last night, the best bet in that game was under the total of 49.5. Obviously, catching the points, whether it's 7, 6.5 with the Patriots was a good bet as well. But the Bucks catch a little bit of a break this week because they get the Dolphins, so maybe a little time to get healthy. And uh, you, you mentioned it last night. Brady missed Gronk last night, and uh, the tight end's a big part of that Tampa Bay offense. All right, when we come back, uh, we have a lot going on this week, man. Baseball postseason begins tomorrow. Let's take our first look here on the edge. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to Point Game. King of the Court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, exactly. he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. Like that, see that. Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah! 
Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. Hey, the NHL season is almost here, and our hockey betting experts are ready for all the action. The VSIN Hockey Betting Guide now available with strategies and best bets for the season ahead. Get in depth analysis from our hockey experts, including Andy McNeil, with predictions for teams and players, win totals, daily betting tips, as well as season long trends to watch. The guide is a must have. Key insights, data for both avid hockey bettors and those who might be new to the sport. Give yourself an edge this season. Get the edge, JBT. Nice. Get your digital copy now for only $9.99, vcin.com slash subscribe. I noticed on Twitter today you said the final words have been submitted for the vcin NBA betting guide as well. Yep, October 11th, uh, the uh, date in which we are targeting for that thing to release to the public as well. And I'm about 15 pages into the NHL guide. Really good job by Andy Beal and company. So good products all the way around coming out over the next week from vcin. So with that... We have good products coming from sports as well. The AL wildcard game. You and I have been talking about this a lot, both on and off the air. We're very excited. This postseason is setting up to be, I, I think, a really good one. You know, you and I have said before, if just pick any of the two teams, any or any team from the American League, any team from the National League, and I'll tell you, they're going to win the league. And you'll probably be like, okay. Like, you can totally understand. Right. It. Like, all of these teams are playing extremely well at this point right now. Both leagues seem wide open. But we also have really intriguing and fascinating wild card games that are being started tomorrow. So we'll begin with the Yankees and the Red Sox. Yankees right now, if you're looking at some money line prices, somewhere in the range of $1.17. It depends on where you look uh, for your prices. On the other side, the Red Sox at home with Nate Eovaldi. They're the slight underdog. Again, plus 105, plus 107, depending on where you shot. But what makes this fascinating is not just because, like, I'm tired of the rivalry. Nobody cares about the Yankees and the Red Sox overall. Uh, everybody does, I know. But regardless, it's West Coast bias. <laughs> I, I think when you look at this from the pure matchup standpoint, the recent Garen Cole has been pretty up and down, right? We're talking about getting booed off the mound, what, two starts ago, three starts ago? More bad than good. Right, know. exactly. He's been extremely inconsistent, but this lineup has been churning runs out like crazy. I think there is no hotter hitter at this point right now in the world than Giancarlo Stanton, who has been absolutely incredible mm-hmm. over the last, what you say, 10 games or so. Yep. So it makes a pretty fascinating matchup between these two when you just look at the pitching matchup, the general power rating on Garrett Cole, but the fact that he has not pitched very well. I love this rivalry, JWT. Yankees right. Red Sox, this is the best rivalry in all of sports. Now relax. Uh, and you're, you're a Yankees guy anyway. <laughs> it is. It's an awesome rivalry. You're just bitter because you're an Angels fan and you haven't won a postseason game since 2002. Hey, man. You've never experienced an Angels-Rangers <laughs> matchup in the heat of the division races. Here's the thing with uh, Garrett Cole. Uh, he has not been very good at Fenway Park. One and two this season, a 619 ERA. So the Red Sox have a lot of confidence they can hit this guy. He's faced the Red Sox four times this season. He's allowed 13 runs in 22 innings. I don't want to bet Garrett Cole in this spot. And um, I'm not sure many people do. 
I don't have much faith. I think if the Yankees are going to win this game, they're going to have to do it with offense. And mm-hmm. they're certainly capable of doing that. But I wouldn't play Garrett Cole in the first five. And uh, I would be a little bit hesitant to bet him in this matchup. He finished in six September starts with an ERA of uh, about 515. His last three starts. 750, towards, right? Yeah, or 764 in the last three starts. Yep, and we're talking okay. about, yeah, the uh, the 17 and two-thirds innings and a grand total of 15 earned runs between those two, yeah. or those three. It's not been Does good. that sound like a pitcher you want to back at Fenway? No. No, it doesn't. Uh, you might want to look over the total of eight. Now, typically, uh, some of these, these high-pressure playoff games tend to be played closer to the vest and they're lower scoring. I'm not sure about this one. The Yankees have um, hit the ball really well at Fenway. They can hit Eovaldi. Uh, I think the last time Cole won, the Yankees beat Eovaldi at Fenway 8-3. to three. So um, maybe over 8 is a better way to look in this game, but uh, I am not going to bet the favorite here. And from a, from a season-long perspective, when you look at these two bullpens, right, the Yankees uh, as a whole much better in terms of their expected fielding independent from all of their relievers mm-hmm. as a whole. The Red Sox have had issues. The Yankees have had issues as well with their bullpen. It's been in certain situations, not so much the long haul here. So if Garrett Cole can give you, you know, three or four where he's just allowing three earned runs or so, it's surprising to say that given what we know about Cole. I, I think right now the Yankees will say, hey, if Garrett Cole could go five innings and allow three runs, we'll take it. Right. And I think yeah. the, the way that the, uh, the perception of this Yankees team is, would you be surprised to see this move uh, a little bit more in the favor of the, the Yankees? Like I said, I think here at the South Point, we're talking about $1.17 in favor of New York. It wouldn't surprise me to see by the time we get the first pitch tomorrow, $1.30 or so uh, on this team by the well, time I, we get there. I think your point is more than fair, yeah. and it's, it's definitely accurate. That I think the betting public believes in the Yankees because they have the better offensive team. And uh, – Yankees just get more public betting support than the Red Sox. Yep. I'll be interested to see what Dave Koken has to say about this. He's a diehard Red Sox fan. He's probably going to be a skeptic and uh, afraid that the Yankees are going to rip the hearts of the Red Sox out at Fenway Park tomorrow. But you can't ask for much more than what baseball has delivered here in the last month of the season. Now mm-hmm. going into the wild. The last day of the baseball season was dynamic with the wild card on the line. Uh, the wild card's on the line in the American League. How about the National League West? The Giants win 107 games and win the division by one game. The Dodgers, the best team ever, yep. not to win a division with 106 wins. So let's talk about those Dodgers because yeah. this is an eerily similar situation to what the Yankees are facing, whereas they have a starter on the mound who is tried and true, at least in terms of the long term in his career, very good, Max Scherzer, right? Mm-hmm. Been in the mountaintop, he's done it before. But the last two starts from Max Scherzer have not been good. He barely lasted five and a third against the Padres last time out. Gave up 11 hits, five earned runs, was taken deep twice. He's given up three home runs in his last two starts and 10 earned runs total and 17 hits. Mm. He's been knocked around by the Padres. Now, the other start is in Colorado. So maybe, you know, we always talk about that, right? Draw a line through Colorado if you want. Yeah, well, you can't draw a line through a home start against the Padres, yeah. in which he got knocked around, too. He got knocked around pretty good in that one. And so now we're talking about a recency of not not great performances from Scherzer, and yet, as we kind of expected here, right, it's a great story that the Cardinals have done this. Still, $2.20 in some spots as high as that. DraftKings has that on Scherzer and the Dodgers in this spot against the St. Louis Cardinals. I'm looking at the dog here. Mm-hmm. Adam Wainwright's been pitching really well. The Cardinals, no team has been hotter. They've been red hot in the, in the past uh, six weeks. And don't forget this about the Dodgers. Max Muncy, not mm-hmm. going to be in the lineup. And if you look at the Dodgers statistically, Max Muncy's the number one guy in a lot of categories. He's not going to be out there. And Max Scherzer, I think fatigue is a factor with him right now. Wouldn't, wouldn't you agree? I mean, when you see a guy late in the season start to get hit hard, he's got a lot of innings on his resume this year. 
you, you wonder if fatigue is the reason why he's starting to get hit. Now, when he got rocked by the Rockies last week, I said, well, you know, same thing you said. You can draw a line through that. But when it, his next start, he gets rocked again by the Padres, then that really raises some red flags. So I think the 225 price is too high. And um, I'm going to look at the Cardinals here at plus 180. I'm not going to bet it yet because the Dodgers tend to get bet pretty heavily in the market, and their prices have been going up all season. You might get better than 180 on the Cardinals. But that's the way I'm, I'm looking at that game right now. Well, And, and Muncie, too, because the, the injury is obviously very important. But Muncie, uh, a really good left-handed bat against a righty mm-hmm. that is pitching as well as Adam Wainwright is. You would really like to have that in the lineup. And, of course, he's not going to be there. No question. So it's a, it's a massive mm-hmm. blow. And, you know, we've, we can talk about this all year long, right? Some of your other left-handed bats have not been performing as well this year, right, for the Los Angeles Dodgers. So this is a pretty big blow for them. Wainwright, some of the numbers for the season, 305 ERA, 387 expected fielding independent. Room for some regression slightly there. But still, you go from a a dominant pitcher to an extremely good pitcher when you're talking about regression with those numbers there. So yes. uh, I'd be really interested to see if, again, we talk about the betting public is betting public's not going to come in until right before first pitch where this number goes to, because you mentioned you like you St. Two Louis. Days. And yeah. I would look towards St. Louis myself. Are you going to be able to get over $2 with St. Louis? Are the betting public going to be able to drive this up enough? Yeah, I don't know if it's going to get to $2. Mm-hmm. Uh, we, we have two days to get there, but I, I would think it's probably going to fall short of that. But Cardinals, you don't have to jump on the plus 180 now because I think you probably get 190 195. I'm not sure it gets up to two, but anyway, that's just Deep. pocket change the difference. Yeah. But if you think you can get better than 180, go ahead and wait. And I, th- I think you can, uh, just because the Dodgers are such, such a public team. And I think a lot of people who bet this game not even going to be aware that Max Muncy's not in the lineup yeah. for Los Angeles, uh, because a lot of people are paying attention to football on Sunday and not watching what's going on with baseball. And that's a big bat. And like you said, against a right-handed pitcher. That's important. Uh, you know, as good as Max Scherzer's been, and he's been great up until the last two starts, Trey Turner's been almost as valuable yep. for the Dodgers. And when they made that deal at the deadline, I said, don't overlook Trey Turner because this guy's one of the best – he's one of the most versatile, most valuable players in all of baseball, and he's been just that for the Dodgers. So we so we waiting for the results of these series uh, – or excuse me, these wild card games. We do have series set, though. Astros are going to take on the Chicago White Sox in one of the AL Divisional Series, and then in the NLDS, one of them. Milwaukee Brewers are going to take on the Braves. Astros, $1.25 favorite according to DraftKings to win that series. Mm-hmm. Brewers, $1.50 favorite to win that series against Atlanta. Uh, do you have anything for either of these? I have an Astros 6-1 to ticket to win the American League, so I am very much pulling for the Houston Astros. Uh, to win this thing. And I like this team. I I think this is one that's been quietly chugging along because they haven't really been in a dramatic divisional race. Uh, But the pitching, the lineup's been great. And the Brewers, you know, you could talk about it. They can win this thing with like three pitchers. They're going to be absolutely incredible. Well, I think if you're going to make a futures bet at this point, I like your half of the bracket. Yeah. Uh, The the White Sox, Houston uh, series, you don't have to face the Yankees, Red Sox winner, or the Tampa Bay Rays until you get to the ALCS. And the NL. Uh, you've got the Dodgers and the Cardinals winner facing the Giants. And on the other half of the bracket, you've got the Braves and the Brewers. So if you're going to play a future, if, if you have something on the Braves or the Brewers, you love that half of the bracket. You have to look at that. That makes a difference. Yep. All right. When we come back, we're going to get back to the National Football League. Tony Miller of the Golden Nuggets is going to be with us. We'll also check in, by the way, on those contests that the Golden Nuggets is hosting, too. Tony's a big Cowboys guy, though. He's probably big a happy Cowboys. man right now. He's got to be. Are the Cowboys – I'm actually going to say this – contenders for a Super Bowl title this year. You and I are coming around on it a little bit more. We'll see what Tony Miller thinks when we come back. This is the 
Edge on VSN, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome back. This segment of The Edge is presented by Zen Nicotine Pouches. Zen is working to create a world where you can enjoy life on your own terms. Zen Nicotine Pouches are a smoke-free, spit-free, hassle-free tobacco alternative. It can be enjoyed on the go anywhere and anytime so you never miss a minute of the game or the tailgate party. Available in 10 varieties, including spearmint, coffee, and citrus. Zen can be found at convenience stores nationwide, so you can find your Zen wherever you are. Zen's nicotine pouches are clean and discreet with no lingering smell. Plus, it's easy to use indoors or out, making it the perfect complement to your everyday. Also, Zen comes in two strengths, so you have control over your nicotine satisfaction. Zen contains nicotine and is only for adult nicotine consumers 21 or older. Learn more and find your local retailer at Zen. Dot com. That's Z-Y-N dot com. Warning, this product contains nicotine. Nicotine is an addictive chemical, JBT. Yes, it is. Okay, we move on from there to welcome in Tony Miller of the Golden Nugget Sportsbook. Tony, good to talk to you. We, uh, humans and I have had a couple of conversations off the air, so we want to start with your guys. We're going to get to Monday Night Football, but the Dallas Cowboys flying high after taking apart the Carolina Panthers, and I would assume that you are too, given that your boys look like they actually could be one of the better teams in the NFC. Yeah, they they really come come around, JVT, and I you know I I, I can you know you got Dan Quinn. When you have Dan Quinn come in there and do what he's doing on as far as defensive coordinator and turn that defense around, they look really good because they got the offense to go with it. And I was kind of worried yesterday going against number one defense in the NFL, but they came out, they threw the ball, they ran the ball, and they look real good. And you know defense stepped up at the end, even though they gave up you know quite a few yards yesterday. Uh, the offense came through and they held on and won that game. How about Zeke Elliott yesterday? Uh, Tony, he's taken a lot of criticism. He answered some of those critics. 20 rushes, 143 yards, and a touchdown in that game against the Panthers. Looked like the Cowboys' offensive line's in a little bit better shape. And Dak is back. The shoulder injuries not um, not holding him back at all, even though he sat out the preseason because of it. So this Cowboys' offense looks pretty good. But I know you and I have talked about this before. The defense has got to make major improvement. I think you've seen that, right? Are you encouraged by what you see from Trevon Diggs, from Micah Parsons, and some of the new guys the Cowboys have added to that defense? Yeah, Diggs has been a big surprise with five interceptions so far. But, you know, Micah Parsons, the way he's playing off the edge now and getting to the quarterback and putting pressure on uh, on those guys. And, you know, the linebackers have stepped up. Leighton Vanderish is healthy. Uh, you know, Jalen Smith looks good. So the defense has come around. As long as that secondary can hold up and they stay healthy on that defensive line, without Marcus Lawrence right now, when he gets back, they'll be even better. They're looking good. I mean, the offense is prolific. They look good. They got a lot of weapons. And uh, two, you know, we've got Tony Pollard and Zeke Leland running the ball. As long as they keep doing the offensive line stays healthy, uh, they're going to be good. They're going to be good. Tony, when you look at the NFC, and right now let's call the top five teams in any order, Cardinals, Cowboys, Buccaneers, Rams, and Packers. Uh, where are you seeing action on the futures board? Do you have betters coming in to support the Cardinals all of a sudden or the Cowboys? Any uh, any play you're seeing on the futures board? You know, it's funny you said that, Matt, because, you know, uh, before we locked them out this weekend, we did get some action on the Arizona Cardinals, and they came through this weekend looking good. And, you know, we already had action on the Rams, and, of course, you know, the Buccaneers, the top teams, they always get a lot of play. And then Green Bay is a big play in this house, too. Uh, but, you know, as far as right now, I think the biggest leader on the board as far as future action goes is is uh, is the Raiders for me. They're betting the Raiders and the Browns in my future book really hard. And, uh, you know, we'll see what happens in the end. But those two teams are taking the most action in the future. 
Tony Miller with us. All right, Tony, let's look ahead to tonight then. You do get this Raiders and Chargers matchups overall, uh, something you've kind of alluded to there. But what has the action been like for you on this game up to this point? We've been flo- we're floating around three with a total of 51 and a half. Have the, uh, has the Raiders support come in yet again on a standalone primetime spot? You know, JVT is a great game, and the, the ticket action right now is split right down the middle, getting action on both sides. The number three is really solid. I did just go to 52 on the total. I'm getting a little bit more action going to the over. Just went from 51.5 to 52. Uh, but as far as the game side goes itself, it's right down the middle, man. Good two-way action on this game tonight. Are you a believer in the Raiders, Tony? Uh, have, are you, have you completely bought in that this team that's shooting for 4-0 tonight is, is a playoff team? You know, Matt, it's, it's every week I say this Raider team's going to get blown up or something bad's going to happen. You know, they haven't had, you know, Jacobs in the backfield. Their offensive line is ripped apart. And, you know, do I really, you know, put all my trust in Derek Carr? But they stepped up. They look good. You know, uh, they're, they're actually performing and they look well. And who knows what this team could do if they get completely 100% healthy. But, yeah, they're looking good so far. And they are starting to make believers out of me, especially if they win tonight. All right, how about the Chiefs in the AFC? Because Patrick Mahomes has thrown four interceptions. I know Michael Lombardi was critical of Mahomes' play over the weekend on a VSN show. And uh, the Chiefs have a couple of losses. Do you still look at the Chiefs as, without a doubt, Tony, the top team in the AFC? Or is it the Bills? Well, they very, you know, Matt, you know, we all know what Mahomes can do. And, and, you know, that offense is the defense I'm worried about with that team. And we're going to find out about the Chiefs next week when yep. they play the Bills at home on the, on that big game next week because Buffalo's coming in there and they're looking really good. So uh, that might be an AOC championship preview game. We'll see. But uh, we'll find out next week because their defense has some spots and some bad holes there. And, uh, you know, they might, the Bills might take advantage of that next week. Well, let's talk about that game because JVT, we we were on the opening line show last yep. night at Circa at 8 p.m. Pacific, and we're talking about this number. It was Chiefs 3, and Jeff Benson at Circa agreed with us that that price looked cheap on the Chiefs at home. Yep. We thought it might go to 3.5. Tony, it's gone the other way to Chiefs 2.5. Does it surprise you to see the Chiefs as less than a field goal favorite at home against the Bills or not? Not really. You know, the public loves the Bills. and they, they love that offense and what they're doing right now. They had a big shutout yesterday, and they do look good, even though, you know, they played some weaker teams at home. But, you know, next week's a big game, and, you know, the, that game moved up three and went down to two and a half here also. And uh, But I think it'll come back. I think they're going to bet the Chiefs. They always do on those uh, Sunday night favorites. And uh, I'll see money come in during the week probably on the Chiefs. Uh, it's a great game, and we'll see what happens. I've never seen a total that big, you know. For a Sunday night game, that's 57. That's huge. So we'll see what happens there. 57, JVT. I don't know about you, but when I was looking at the screen this morning, I said, well, two and a half. I didn't really expect that this morning. Yeah. Well, and, and they see, look, I have my questions as well about the Buffalo Bills. So, Tony, mm-hmm. I'll, I'll give it to you in this fa- fashion. So the Houston Texans, the Miami Dolphins, the Pittsburgh Steelers, and the Washington football team, they all have something in common. They all played the Buffalo Bills. They all rank 24th or lower in offensive efficiency at this point right now, right? So, like, we, yeah. we, we have a lot of questions, I still think, about this Buffalo team. And I got to tell you, and humans has kind of – Laughed every time I've brought this up. Josh Allen again yesterday. Uh, they won the game 40 to nothing. If you look at him statistically, Tony, he looks more like the guy that was in the league the first two years, and he did it again yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Uh, you're, you're right, JVT. And, uh, you know, I, I think next week's game, we know there's going to be a lot of points on the board. I have to see which defense on, you know, for that particular team is going to step up next week. I just don't have a lot of trust right now in the KC defense. And, uh, you know, Allen could maybe pick them apart, but we'll find out. 
I just laugh because your friend Adam Hill, the Las Vegas Review Journal, hates Josh Allen. Yes. And he's got you brainwashed. Now the numbers. <laughs> look, the numbers are. I can only do what the numbers tell me, man. And that's that's exactly what's in front of us. And I'll, and I'll say this, Tony. So, because this is for me early in the season, it's part of the, the process. You know, case in point, your Cowboys yesterday. That that was one of the plays that I had. It was one of the bigger bets I had of the weekend because if you looked at Carolina and if you sifted through some of the actual numbers that they had, their offensive line wasn't good. Their defense hadn't been tested, and Sam Darnold was getting away with things and dunk offense. And then sure enough, what happens yesterday? The offensive line falls apart. Micah Parsons and company all over Sam Darnold. And that defense gets exposed to a certain extent because they hadn't faced an offense like that before. There is some value in kind of looking for some of the blemishes beneath all of the good stuff because those are still there. Yeah, you're right, JVT. And, you know, maybe one thing we're looking at here, that total of 57 next week, then maybe that's cheap. Maybe it should be higher because, you know, you're right. There could be a lot of points put on the board. If the Chiefs come out and Mahomes does his thing against the Bills defense, and we know what, you know, the Bills could put up points. So, you know, maybe we're looking at an over next week, over a 57. It's hard for me to bet, but it could happen. All right, Tony. Tony Miller, Golden Nugget Sportsbook Director. I know you're a big fan of JVT, but every time he says something, you don't have to say, you're right, JVT. You're right. I mean, JVT. what if I'm right, though? <laughs> He's right. <laughs> what kind of Tony's wrong? Okay. He's definitely right. <laughs> Tony, uh, I, I'm in the Golden Nugget football contest. It combines college football and the NFL, seven plays a week. It's uh, all totals, no sides. Uh, I thought I was doing okay. I'm at 16 and 12, a little bit disappointed. Uh, I wanted to be a little bit better at this point, but I, I was really discouraged. I don't check the standings. I heard going into last weekend, somebody in your contest was 20 and one. Is that accurate? Yeah, it's very accurate. And uh, I think, he, and you know, I hate to, you know, bum you out, but I think he had a pretty good week this week too. I think he <laughs> lost one or two this week, but uh, yeah, he only had one loss in three weeks and that's pretty strong, man. It's kind of hard to, Hard to overcome, but come on, man. You can do it. It's early. It's early. How's that possible? Don't look at me. So you're saying he only had one or two losses, so he's at the worst 25 and three right now? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, man. <laughs> That's one of the best starts I've ever heard in the history of football contests. Meanwhile, in my contest picks, I got J.D. McKissick running the ball in from 30 yards out to screw me against the Atlanta Falcons. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Tony, we only got a couple seconds left. We'll let you, let you run. I know you're going out to watch the game tonight. Who do you like? And I'm going to go with the Chargers. You know, I, you know the Raiders, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, I never believe in the Raiders every week, but, uh, you know, the Chargers are good at home. So we'll see. The number's three. I, I, I think it's going to be close. I think it's going to be close, but I'm going to go with the Chargers. Tony Miller, Golden Nugget Sportsbook Director, owner of Matt Human's favorite Twitter handle at Gollum LV. Tony, thanks, man. <laughs> Take care, guys. All right, we'll wrap it up. Recap the best bets for the weekend. Continue to look ahead in the NFL season of more. It's the Edge. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. We're now joined by three-time NBA Sixth Man of the Year, 
elite bucket getter. Let's please welcome Jamal Crawford to point game. King of the court one-on-one tournament. If they had it back in your prime, do you think he could have took it all? I'm going to be honest with you. I don't think I could have took it all, but I think I would have shocked a lot of people. I think Kobe and everybody in their prime, Kobe would win a one-on-one contest. Yeah, I, yeah, because you got to think, Love he's going to guard. He don't care about guarding. He's going to guard. He's going to exactly. guard. Like, you see him in the Olympics, he's going to guard. And then on I'm top of that. like that, see that? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Sam Cassell to Point Game. I remember you came out from crying tears. <laughs> crying tears. I mean, he was in a culture shock. And then I, his, he's going to withdraw us about winning. Remember what I told you? I said, I said, OG, you think I can get paid and go back and play in college because he didn't need it. <laughs> Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. The 2024 presidential campaign features two candidates who are very well-known to Americans. And yet, there's complexity at every turn. Criminal trials for one of those candidates. Young voters who are angry. The Campaign Moment podcast from The Washington Post gives you what matters. I'm Aaron Blake, and I'm covering my 10th election cycle. My colleagues and I have insights that you won't find anywhere else. So follow the Campaign Moment right now, wherever you're listening. This is The Edge on VSIN, the sports betting network. Before you make your next bet, hit up vcin.com. Check out those current betting splits. It's our new feature. It's going to give you insights on where the money and the bets are moving for every game. You'll be able to see where the public's betting based on the number of tickets, where the money doesn't match the public opinion. Data is available for money line over, under, and against the spread bets. Betting splits, another way vcin is here to make you a smarter, better year-round. Check it out today. Betting splits, every game, every sport, vcin.com. Josh, right up Josh Applebaum's <laughs> wheelhouse. Loves the betting splits. Can't wait to see the betting splits on the Yankees-Red Sox game tomorrow. But before we get the first pitch, check mm-hmm. it out so you can get the most informed wager out there. All right, recap betting, the weekend. Yeah, betting splits on the uh, Wisconsin-Michigan game were in favor of Wisconsin, but the game went Michigan's way, and it was a, uh, a poor college football. My first losing college football Saturday, and it was uh, tough to take. I was irritated all day. I had a headache by mid-afternoon. I know I told you I was up till about 7 a.m. on Saturday, and I fell asleep on the couch. Right. And I woke up, and I looked at the TV, and uh, Georgia was ahead of Arkansas 21 nothing. So bad. I texted you and said, what the hell just happened? And uh, I should oh, have just boy. gone back to sleep for the next five hours because they, everything in the morning was going wrong. Everything. Arkansas looked like it gunshot the second they walked out there. The crowd was too loud. There was false starts, penalties. Uh-huh. Turn, like, it was just a nightmare for that Arkansas team to start that game. Nightmare Saturday. Went 2-6. Two and six, Two winners in the Pac-12. Lost on Notre Dame. Lost on Ole Miss, Arkansas, Wisconsin, mm-hmm. UCLA, and LSU. So 21-16 and 16 for the season. On college football, JVT, how many college plays did you have? You didn't have many over the weekend. No, nah, just the Georgia spot, uh, four and four for the year, and that was uh, that was it. Arkansas catching eighteen and a half against uh, Georgia in that road. Spot. Yeah, thirty-seven to zero. Arkansas, not the same team it was in the uh, upsets of Texas and Texas A&M, and uh, KJ Jefferson, the quarterback, 
for the Razorbacks, obviously not fully healthy, but that didn't have a big impact on the game. Arkansas just didn't show up. No, no, <clears> did not. Uh, for me, oh, how about Ole Miss? Yeah, Lane Kiffin, get your popcorn ready. And he mic drops and runs away, and it's 35 nothing Alabama. Throws yeah. the headset <laughs> and then just gets absolutely demolished. Can oh, you look boy. like a bigger fool? Yeah. Huh? I mean, and like, yeah. you know, one of the things, too, is to your point, and you know, uh, Alabama's uh, pace in that game was a little bit more, they, they were very like steady with their pace. Mm-hmm. The game did go under the total, right? We had a really high scoring total. It was sitting around 80 points, but it did mm-hmm. come under by quite a bit, just given the fact that these two teams will. Ole Miss didn't do their part, but Alabama was pretty steady. Well, the Rebels held to 21 points and two of those touchdowns, basically garbage at the end. Yep. Yeah, it was a really disappointing performance there. Uh, So, for me, we'll go to the National Football League and grade all those. Because I mentioned uh, the Arkansas plus 18 and a half, uh, the loser there in the college football realm. Uh, For me, in the National Football League, uh, the Falcons plus one and a half, losing the gun to the Washington football team in that game. Rams not even close, minus four and a half. Rams also on that teaser that I put it early, too early. Didn't expect the market support there. Uh, that loses that leg, at least. Packers got there in the one win. Six-point teaser, Falcons plus seven and a half. And then the Chiefs minus one and a half against the Philadelphia Eagles, eight and seven on the year. All right, two and two in the NFL for me. I felt like an idiot all day yesterday for taking the Lions. I always say never bet the Lions. Mm-hmm. I've been beating myself up for that for about 24 hours. I got, I'm going to have to let that go. New week, man. Huh? New week. Uh, it's just uh, new you. I felt like a complete idiot for betting the Lions, and, and they're down twenty-one nothing to the Bears. How do you fall down three touchdowns to the Bears? Yeah, and Justin Fields. Bears had forty-seven total yards the previous week. Yeah. Uh, Vikings Browns. That was a game where I felt like the Vikings probably deserved a better fate, but I uh, give the Browns defense some credit. Held the Vikings scoreless for the final three quarters. Uh, Ravens winner at Denver, and then that six-point teaser on the Packers and the Buccaneers. Woo, had to sweat that one out last night with the Bucks, but it gets there ten and five for the NFL season. I've got some college games I like this week. Have a couple best bets tomorrow. Hopefully, winners. And uh, last night, you and I were on the show. I said I like the Giants plus seven and a half at the Cowboys. Yeah. Unfortunately, that hook is now gone on the Giants. <clears throat> It's down to seven. Cowboys wow. minus seven. We thought it might go up to eight because the Cowboys have been getting a lot of betting support, but uh, not the case. It went from seven and a half to seven. Uh, I still like the Giants a little bit in that spot. And I, I tell you, I'll, I'll probably take the bait <clears throat> and lay the two and a half with the Chiefs. Oh, we yeah. just don't see a cheap price on the Chiefs at home. I like this. And I'm still not a, um, a complete believer in the uh, the Bills being the equals of Chiefs on a neutral field because I don't think Josh Allen can trade shots with Patrick Mahomes. Right, well, and here, so here's the thing because you know it's it does seem somewhat foolish to look at a three and one team on the surface and be like, hey, come on, I don't think they're really that good. Forty to nothing win. I, I really think there it was a less than impressive performance when Davis Mills was four interceptions when your offense being set up consistently. Right. Well, you look at the two teams that the Bills shut out, the Dolphins and the Texans. Right. It's hard to find two teams in the league playing worse than those two right now. And, and I get that the Chiefs defense has not been very good, right? Mm-hmm. And we saw that Jalen Hurts, uh, again, yesterday kind of exposed that a little bit. The offense w- looked like a well-oiled machine for Philadelphia. But this is this is Josh Allen against the Houston Texans yesterday, humans. Uh, PFF passing rate of 64.7, not mm-hmm. good. Three turnover-worthy plays, and when he got blitzed, that pa- that passing grade dropped to 60.3. Yeah. Like, and this is against the Texans, right? And mm-hmm. now we're talking about you're probably going to have to keep up with the Chiefs in some form or fashion, and your offense has to be 
just like the Chiefs, working at an optimum level. And I don't think we have seen now three out of the four games in which we have seen Josh Allen play. Statistically, he has been on the same level of the guy that was here the first two years in the league as opposed to what we saw last year. Now, last year he got off to a slow start too before he really started to pick things up. So maybe this is just part of the thing for him. But the troubling part about it is you face four of the bottom-tier teams in the National Football League at this point right now, and you're kind of scuffling along. So what happens in this spot? And to your point, you know, the market may be getting a little high on the Buffalo Bills or a little too low on a Chiefs team that is now, what is, was it now 2-12-1 against the spread in their last 15 That's games? So they yeah. finally cover a game yesterday against the Philadelphia Eagles. So we could talk about maybe last week being the buy-low spot for Kansas City, but this seems to be the buy-low well, spot. Well, you didn't talk that about that goal. last week, being a buy-low spot. And I think this is another one here uh, where you're, you're getting the um, – getting the Chiefs at less than what I think market price should be. If you look back at the AFC championship game between these teams, uh, Chiefs won that game 38-24. to Patrick Mahomes passed for 325 and three TDs. Uh, Buffalo could not keep up. Has that much changed between these teams? Not much. And keep in mind, too, by the way, Matt Milano – Hamstring injury, didn't return to that game against Houston, and he's day-to-day right now. It's a pretty good linebacker for the uh, Buffalo Bills. I mean, you and I both see a lot to dislike in that Kansas City defense. Right. But that aside, I still think uh, the KC offense outclasses Buffalo in this matchup. I think one of the things that you really saw, because this is something that you had brought up, and this has been the kind of sticking point with Kansas City from an offensive standpoint, right? It was if Patrick Mahomes can cut down the the – absolute massive amount of turnovers that he had been putting the ball in danger, right? Multiple turnovers against the Chargers that killed them on promising drives. He throws one interception yesterday against the Philadelphia Eagles, but five touchdowns doesn't put the ball on the turf one time. And then all of a sudden, when you get the ball taken care of by Kansas city, what do you get? You get 471 total yards, 7.5 yards per play, 31 first downs and 42 points. Well, I think at at some point, you know, the chiefs offense is going to click and it's going to be hard to stop. And we might've seen the beginning of that yesterday. I think they short-circuited against the Chargers late in the game when Mahomes had a couple of uh, poor decisions. But, again, it's, uh, it's going to be can you outscore the Chiefs, and I, I'm not sure the Bills can. Also, I think the Bills' defense has had it easy with uh, the offenses. You made this point several times. The Buffalo defensive numbers right now, I think, look better than reality because of the weak offenses they have faced. Yep, they have faced absolutely nobody. Again, Washington, the most efficient offense they have faced up to this point, 23rd right now in terms of efficiency, the Washington football team. So your defense is going to look pretty good against offenses like that. Now, as we look across the board, so there's there's a couple of games that have stuck out for me from a, from a number standpoint. Uh, let's go to one that's moved as well since we were on the air yesterday on the opening lines. How about Arizona up to a five-and-a-half-point favor here with a total of 50 against San Francisco? The news is official, it seems, uh, that Jimmy Garoppolo is not going to be available for this week. It seems like it's going to be an injury that's going to drag on a couple of weeks uh, was the term that was thrown out there. Uh, you might not, you might not see Jimmy G again for a long time. Oh, well, maybe. It depends how Trey Lance yep. plays in this game, but Kyle Shanahan's been waiting for the door to crack open to replace uh, Jimmy G with Trey Lance, and I think right now is that opportunity. Is Trey Lance going to seize – the opportunity or not, uh, that's that's a big question here. But if he plays well, I don't think it uh, matters if Jimmy G's healthy. Lance is going to stay in there. Right, and, and that's that's the biggest question mark here because I think Trey Lance is, as we have, you know, we, the collective, we deemed a project, right? And you saw some of that yesterday. Now, it is not a game plan suited to his strengths, mm-hmm. so maybe that changes when you go into the week and you prepare a game plan around his strengths. And the one thing that is going to continue to bother me, while well, I was on the Los Angeles Rams this coming weekend, this is still a very poor run defense for the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah. Right? At times when they weren't in a massive hole, the Rams were able to run the ball effectively against the Arizona Cardinals. Again, bottom three in terms of efficiency against the run. 
And this is going to be an offense that you are going to see a lot of that now, especially with Trey Lance in control of this mm-hmm. offense. So we're going to see what the market continues to do with this. But I, five and a half, I don't, it's a dead number, right? We talk about that all the time. But I'd be curious to see if they continue to pump this up to six, six and a half. Because wouldn't be surprising. We've seen these numbers move pretty quickly on a lot of these favorites. Case in point, the Seahawks a couple weeks ago against the Titans. It's an interesting point you make about the matchup. And uh, the 49ers' ability to run on the uh, Arizona defense. Well, I'll ask you this quickly. So the top five teams in NFC right now look like, in any order, Cardinals, Cowboys, Buccaneers, Rams, Packers. Mm -hmm. Do you consider any of those five teams to have an elite defense? No, not off the top of my head. No. Offense. Today's National Football (laughs) League. It's all offense. It's bend but don't break. It's the red zone defense that matters. That's all that really matters, Ben. All right, we're all done here on the edge. You missed out any part of the show or any part of your favorite shows. VEASAN.com slash podcast is where you want to go. Check out VEASAN.com slash subscribe as well. Remember, Wednesday, Point Spread Weekly is out. Our NHL guide is out right now. So a lot of good content up there. Stormy's up next with my guys in the desert. We'll see you. From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is Uncanny USA. He says, somebody's in the house, and I screamed. Listen to Uncanny USA wherever you get your BBC podcasts. If you dare. At Bet365, we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Xfinity has free premium networks for everyone this month, no matter what kind of entertainment you love. Addicted to true crime? Catch killer cases and more spine-tingling shows on A&E Crime Central. Crave adventure? Explore Asian action movies on Hayah. Searching for something extreme? Check out skating, snowboarding, and more on Fuel TV Plus, the global home of action sports. And find crowd-pleasing bops on iHeartRadio's Hit Nation playlist. There's new free shows and movies to love every week. Say free this week in your Xfinity voice remote. We are the voice of NASCAR. The green flag is in the air, and we are underway. The great American race. The Motor Racing Network. NASCAR Cup, Xfinity, and Craftsman Truck Series Racing. Live on your hometown radio station and MRN or NASCAR.com. Martinsville, Talladega, the Chicago Street Course. We have the side-by-side action, and last lap passes for the win. Photo finishes. Ryan Blaney will win. The voice of NASCAR, the Motor Racing Network work.